da 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 You sound insane. You realize that? Yeah. The whole world got crazy. Seriously? It's showtime. Hey, man, fam. Welcome back. Hope everyone here in the States had a uh, good holiday weekend. Got to spend some time with some friends and family. Maybe you went out and saw a movie. And there's a chance if you did that it was House of Gucci, which we will be discussing today on Mad About Movies. So welcome in. Please like, subscribe, and do all that kind of stuff for us. Really appreciate it because we're going to be getting into so much movie talk here as Oscar season gets in full swing. This kind of, I don't know, officially marks the arrival of it for me, guys. I don't know about you. We will get into that. I want to shout out to our VIPs as well who join us every week on our bonus feed, which we do bonus episodes, AMAs. Richard Barton just recorded an AMA where our VIPs asked him all kinds of random questions, movie-related and otherwise, for him to answer, and he answered those in a special episode that's dropping this week in the VIP. So stay tuned for that. And also, I don't know if you woke up to this uh, this morning, but I woke up to the fact that Spider-Man tickets were on sale. And I was like, crap, I better get one or else I probably, we're probably not going to have an episode <laughs> that week, right? Uh, was so, random. I, I was surprised at the, I mean, obviously I know the, the power of Marvel, but that, that seemed very like peak five years ago, Marvel-y to me. Mm. That it was I think that, it that speaks more to the, the awesome. power of, it seems more to the power of Tom Holland, I think. I think there's, yeah, a, that's true. there's a huge Tom Holland uh Holland verse out there that's uh, very eagerly anticipating this. Movie. It might be it might be uh, Molina Nation. You know, could be the Alfred heads that could that's be true. driving all this. <laughs> that's true. Yeah, good. Yeah, it could be. Could be the Martin Star uh, uh, fanatics out there. <laughs> um, that's just Martin Star. That's yeah. it. He's yes. Yeah. But he, he likes himself enough for everybody. So. <laughs> good. So I woke up to that, and I like got on the uh, AMC app to buy the ticket by the way update for listeners of previous episodes i did i went ahead and i pulled the trigger on the subscription i'm back on the uh on the amca list nice so i can't be shunned from society anymore for not being an amca lister which mm. requirement nice. nowadays you know and uh so yeah i did that gotta show your vax card and your amca list <laughs> yeah exactly yeah. it's, yeah. it's mm-hmm. either it's either you're on the a-list or not and um i'm gonna hate you if you're not but right. It's um nice to be on it because I got on there this morning and Did you get Moderna A list or Pfizer? <laughs> Johnson and Johnson. Um Uh-oh. That only works for a yeah. couple movies. <laughs> and you got to go re-sign up. Well, uh I went on this morning and was like, "All right, let me just get the uh Thursday night 6:30." I got up at like 6 a.m. and and like saw that it was uh on sale on Twitter, so I was like, "Oh, better snag this." And it was already sold out. Like the Thursday wow. was already sold out at my theater, the 6.30 PM showing or whatever it was, like the normal one that's not. I was like, oh, dude, I could do the 10. But then I was like, no, I, I want to be fully awake for this. I don't want to go at 10 after a long day's of work or, or whatever. And so I, I went with Saturday. I'm doing Saturday at 10.45 AM. Got a mm. good seat. Really excited for it. And um, yeah, looking forward to ending that trilogy i guess but all that to say we'll be talking about spider-man in the vip this week and the the previous two movies so if you're hyped on spider-man right now you're anticipating that and we're going to update our 2021 thoughts on those two movies in the vip feed just the uh we're just doing the andrew garfield ones though right 
Yeah. Mm-hmm. Okay. You can those do. Uh, you can do those. That, that we we need to set up some kind of real like movie punishment thing where we just make a list and various things that happen on the show. You just have to do a solo episode because you know, like I like the movie drafts, but I feel like we need more punishment on this show. <laughs> Besides, like the fact that you know the listeners doing have to listen it, doing to this us. show is not enough uh, punishment. Yeah, need- I was gonna say obviously you don't sub to my OnlyFans, but okay. <laughs> I do. That's why I unsubbed. <laughs> uh, well, you know, I, I just like that. And and speaking of that, we've got a fun thing we're gonna we're gonna maybe do next week that I want to tease, which is um, we're gonna try to predict each other's top fives before we get too mm-hmm. deep into the weeds of Oscar season. We'll, we'll try to predict what each other's top fives might be, and maybe the most accurate uh, list wins a prize of some kind. You know, gets to sit out the episode of their choice. Like that. <laughs> that would be that would be a nice prize <laughs> but yeah so thanks everyone for joining us again and, and hope you got out to the movies this weekend i certainly did uh the wife was was very very anticipating this one fellas could mm-hmm. not stop talking about when are we when is house of gucci coming out mm-hmm. when are we going to go see it is it on streaming are we going to be able to get it are we going <laughs> to have to go see it and if you get that kind of stuff for ever since the trailer dropped she was she was hyped for this one. So, so yeah, this is one, one of the great trailer. It was, it was, yeah, excellent trailer. One of the rare, rare times where the wife accompanied me on the, uh, to the screening for the, for the podcast. So mm-hmm. I actually recorded some of her and I's conversation oh. after the movie on her thoughts without her she knowing a, she was being on the podcast. Fake Italian so she accent. Would, so, yeah, so she would. Uh, yeah, that's a good she, like, gosh, so she would, I got a big old chicken parm at the Cinemark, by the way, Brian. <laughs> you know, authentic. You DNA keep it authentic. Test, yeah. If you're not authentically Italian, you can't. It's a good thing we're all one eighth Italian. We can't even see this movie. <laughs> yeah. I went in there. I was like, "Give me a Mr. Pib and your finest chicken parm, please." Speaking of that, and some good. I put and this in the Discord. This was one of the first times I bought concessions in a long time. And seven dollars for a drink. Just so yeah. I was like, yeah, I just want to have a soda for the wife and I to share, so we don't, you know, have to leave to go to a water fountain in the middle of this movie. And seven dollars. I was very surprised. And then, like, that wasn't even the large. That was just the small one. You could get like a a nine dollar soda too. I was like, wow, this is uh, this is amazing. The 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 way they make their money is uh is amazing. But I paid it and I enjoyed it. And uh, I always love that, too, where people are like, because I get it. I understand the model. They don't make money on the movie. They make money on the concessions exclusively. But people always tell you that like it's supposed to make you feel better. Like, yeah, that's that popcorn is 14 bucks. And here's the thing, though, that's how they make their money. And you're like, "Uh, okay, that still sucks. (laughs) Here's the thing, though. It's because it's so expensive is why I don't buy it. If there was a theater that's like we got four dollar, you know, popcorn or whatever, I would be way more willing to buy popcorn i'd probably get it every time actually but it's the fact that it's so expensive what i don't so it's actually a catch-22 like they're they're turning away as many potential buyers as they're keeping around with with concessions you know what i'm saying maybe maybe we go too much and it's like the the average person goes once a year so they're willing to spend the 20 dollars or whatever it is but i feel like if if there's somebody that can undercut the, the concessions on uh you know how the atlanta hawks did that for and the Falcons did that for concessions in the NFL. They're like all hot dogs, a dollar beer, three dollars. You know, like they were there's 
not doing $12 margaritas like Jerry Jones. So like, I feel like that, that could have some potential. Maybe we combine that with our headphone idea into one, one theater, $3 snacks. And you get to wear headphones during the, yeah, during the screening. Go. I like it. Invest now. Yeah. Um, so house of Gucci, I can say I was anticipating this just in the fact that it's really Scott. Uh, enjoy the guy's work half in the past. I mean, the guy's in his mid eighties now, and that's just the guy's putting out two movies a year in his mid eighties. And I, I think it just that occurred to me this year that how old he is, and the fact that he's still doing this. Something and he weird doesn't about have to something. Um, when you, but should he still be doing this? We'll discuss in this episode. But um, I yeah, think I something mean, weird that happens in the octogenarian. I thought he was state. the oldest, and I was like, well, how old's Clint Eastwood? He's like ninety two. And still yeah. making multiple movies a year, so that, that's it does happen. Oh, it's the psychology of I think knowing your days are limited. Like every director that's lucky enough to still be working at eighty, they like churn it up to three movies a year or something. It's like a it's, it's like, bizarre. It's like they see it I as like it. buying stocks. You know, it's like each movie is a an investment in the future their their kids' future. You know, it's like yeah, yeah these this uh, counselor. Uh, royalty checks going to be paying dividends when I'm, when I'm gone, you know, so might as well do this movie. But um, I just amazed at the prolific nature of his career and how he's just kept doing it. He just loves making movies, you know, to be fair, he slept through a few of the ones he directed over the last <laughs> it's decade, arguably even so directed. That probably those, helped. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. There seems that's a good starting point because we had the last duel earlier this year, which we did not review because it did not do well enough in the box office. I did see no. that though. And, um, Me too. Yeah. and, and I thought it was fine. I, I did not think it was like an abomination or, or deserved to be, yeah. you know, flop in the box office or anything like that. It certainly didn't have the mass appeal that it wanted, yeah. but I thought as a movie, it was perfectly fine. Um, it was just, that's the funniest one, the demand people to see. Uh, yeah at the theater that was it's like <laughs> that's a movie 10 years ago you're like yeah that was good that was fine didn't quite live up to the goodwill hunting thing but i get it something's got to come out september 12th weekend and it was decent <laughs> now it's like movies that actually make the theaters are such rare sort of giant mass monoculture thing it's like no it <laughs> will be this <laughs> and yeah. the whole world was just like no no it won't it's bizarre. well the last duel came out on like digital this week. So it's already, <laughs> they're already selling that thing in the uh, secondary market. That's how quickly that one came and went. But house of Gucci was the one we had circled here on the pod is like mm-hmm. the one that's, that's going to get the push for the, for all the awards and the one to really yeah. look out for with the cast and with the subject matter. And I was anticipating this because to be quite honest with you, I had no clue about the story at all. I had no background on it. I knew Gucci, obviously, the brand, and and, and followed their you know, fashion, I guess, over the years, but never knew about the history of the company or any of that kind of stuff. So uh, I don't know. I like to consider myself an independent thinker. You know, I've seen this getting some pretty negative reviews. I have some negative comments on it, but overall, I, I, I kind of enjoyed this just because I had no idea about this story. I think it could be a better movie for sure. But like, I expected this to be way worse when people were, when it started getting negative reviews and I started dreading going to see it like, Oh no. But actually um, 
found myself really interested in the story and I found some of the performances pretty compelling, not all of them. And, and again, it's just amazing that Ridley keeps, keeps doing this and he's 85 and he's doing movies starring Lady Gaga. That's pretty, that's pretty cool. <laughs> Richard, like I'll pass to you. Yeah. I like the looseness of it. I like the way Ridley makes movies. It, it's one of those things I, I don't fa- fashion myself, no pun intended, any type of director or anything. I don't have that mindset, but like, I like the way he works where he's like, you know, I could do the super cinematographer, Steven Soderbergh, you know, PTA thing where I'm going to like handhold my camera, the Tarantino thing. And you're going to, I'm your audience and we're going to do every angle and tedious and blah, blah, blah. Or I can just set up seven cameras and I'll sit behind all these monitors <laughs> and we'll set up two close ups yeah, and master shots and i'm like yes that's exactly how i would work so i res- <laughs> I, re- I respect that so much and he just motors through these scripts um and and sometimes that leads to some haphazard filmmaking well that, that it- that's what clint eastwood does like he does one take or two yeah. takes for every movie oh and yeah it's like well that great- the quality is has dropped significantly i wonder why that is it's maybe because you're giving these actors one shot at it because yeah, and Ridley, like, oh, I got another movie to shoot next week. We've got to get this done. <laughs> and Ridley at least rehearses stuff. Clint's famous. There's that great Matt Damon story where he, when he was doing Invictus and he did his first scene, he has that really tough South African accent. And at the end of it, he said, hey, can I, can I do it again? I don't think I totally nailed the little speech thing. And Clint goes, why? Do you want to waste everybody's time? Yeah. Um, but the the... The but really I think you know as much you know he he's I don't think he's impatient but I like the big setups and the sort of when he does things like this they have that looseness to them the actors playing and the scenes almost you know sticking to the script but a little bit improv uh, feel to it there's looseness and and there's something about this kind of movie that's like big and pretty dumb and pulpy and something that could probably you know if you, if david fincher made this it would have this satirical edge to it and blah blah this really doesn't it kind of it's just like a really high end tv movie but man it's i had a blast with this i had the same thing i was like really excited for this based on the trailer and look aside from jared leto which is atrocious in this um it nearly ruins it but uh i was excited for this on the trailer and then like i started reading some of the buzz i don't really care about the buzz either way but i was you do kind of when it it is that on a movie like this you go oh i guess it's not that good um or it's not you know going to be the best movie of the year or something where that trailer you think well this is going to be one of the best but i yeah i mean i went in and kind of with my shoulders up prepped and uh, i'm interested in this world i love the kind of fashion house where i don't you know i'm not like a designer wear or anything but i think it's an interesting um world and uh, yeah, I had a great time with it. I thought, <laughs> I thought it was a really fun. I mean, for Ridley and the cast and the the sort of lushness of it, a pretty stupid movie. But I, I mean, I'm a pretty stupid person and enjoyed it uh, a fair deal. So, what about you, Brian? Yeah, I, I think I was lower on this coming in than than either of y'all were. It was it was like I kept seeing the trailer and being like, I want to be excited for this, but I'm I'm just not I'm not there. Um, I do enjoy the Ridley Scott movie more often than not, so that that was something, and I love Adam Driver. So it's not like I was like completely out or anything, but I was having a hard time kind of selling myself on this. There was that rumor pretty early that it was like three and a half hours long yeah. too, and that was that was rough. That was that was going to be a tough one for me. Um, I don't really know anything about this story beyond the just like the the top paragraph of Wikipedia, basically, mm-hmm. um, which usually helps in a, in a biopic kind of movie, which this sort of is, uh, 
Yeah, like I I'm with you on Leto. I'm sure we'll talk about that more. He was horrific. Um which is funny cuz we always say it's usually the opposite. It's like his screen presence is never the problem. It's just he's the biggest beating of a person. Yeah. Um, usually on screen he's pretty good. Um I did not have that experience this time around. I thought Driver was really good. Gaga was okay. I didn't think it was like a powerhouse great performance no. from her. Um uh, but that's okay. I mean whatever. Um and 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 you know it lo- there's times where it looked beautiful. Some of the settings are beautiful. Things like that. Yeah, it's hard to I shoot just, Italy poorly. Yeah, yeah. But just kind of at the end, I'm just like, I don't think I care about that like much at all. I don't know that I will remember having seen this movie post uh, next week. You know, especially especially this time of year, we're just I'm gonna see so. I mean, I saw five movies this week. I think wow. I'm sure I'll see two to four movies every week for the rest of the year. There's this is extremely forgettable for for me personally yeah it reminded yeah. me of but that chick that played Sevilla Warren though what <laughs> oh yeah the one there's only, there only one shot though. Um, okay cool yeah yeah she'll get work um <laughs> this reminds me of last year to compare it to a movie from last year is the trial of Chicago 7 for me yeah okay. where it's that's, like you anticipate it 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 hits all the source material and kind of tells the story, but never really rises above uh, the plot itself. <laughs> and you expect it because it's Sorkin to be more salacious than it is. And it actually ended up being, especially with that political stuff. I expected this to be way more salacious than it was and way more scandalous than it was. Uh, I don't want to get into spoilers, but if you don't know this story, let's just say like, this is a two and a half hour movie and like, and uh, like two hours and 10 minutes is where it really starts getting interesting in my opinion. (laughs) And that's, that sucks. You know, maybe you could have trimmed the front half and gotten to that scene midway through and really built it up to the end, which I think was, would have been my choice, but this is more of a family drama than a thriller. So I understand that aspect as well, but what did you guys think about the pacing and um, and all that? Did it keep your interest? I I expected to be bored out of my mind. To be quite honest with you, I was like, I'm gonna have it. It was like Sunday. I was like really tired, or was it Sunday? I don't know when I saw this, but I was really tired when I saw this, and and I was like worried that I was gonna fall asleep. But I was pretty amazed at how well it kept my attention. I yeah. was the opposite. I was struggling. I was, I was kind of, uh, it was maybe, maybe cause I didn't know this at all. Like, and I was just yeah, like wondering, I, I didn't history, really that. either. I just, it just wasn't hitting the right spot for me. Not, not, I wasn't like dozing or anything, but, but there was, there were definitely a few scenes where I was like, I'm not sure that I am super invested in what's happening right now. And was kind of thinking maybe about the maps and stuff. So maybe it's my like fascination with, corporation downfalls mm. <laughs> you know like these the we work stories and all this i just yeah. love the background of how a successful company can lose it all or how somebody can be forced out of a company and let's start let's get jared leto right now um so i'm not even i don't right, even actually, have my he's still living as palo gucci so show him some respect. <laughs> He doesn't know the Omicron exists at all. He's he's in. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Actually, real quick though, how rad that Salma Hayek's husband owns the parent company of Gucci now, and she's in this movie. That's so <laughs> cool. oh, that is cool. I didn't know that. Salma, <laughs> yeah, Salma that is really cool. Just the coolest. 
Yeah, good good for a salmasance to be happening. Oh yeah, it seems like best. that is seems like that is upon us, and I and I'm all for it. For um, it. So go back to Leto here for a quick second, and I probably wasn't as offended as you guys were by it. Um, maybe because the makeup was so convincing, and I was just like, "Who is this person?" I just could could not see Jared Leto through the makeup, um, and that was. I'm sure this will get all kinds of awards for that. But I found like once he gets ousted from Gucci, then he becomes unbearable. But I thought like the intro of his character was fine. But like the more they showed him, the more unbearable it got. Like less is less would have been way more with that character uh, for me. But I was like, I would have. I would rather watch this than see him play Joker again. Seriously, you know, like, the, yeah. oh, yeah, that's, well, that's the worst. Of yeah. to me. <laughs> right. Yeah. I'd rather watch the actual murder than watch him. play. <laughs> yeah. Question to you. How many times do you think he like went up to Gaga during shooting? It was like, you know, since we're both musicians. Oh, uh, gosh. Yeah, I'm working on this. Think we could, you, th- you think we could collab maybe yeah. sometime? 30 seconds of Gaga. <laughs> She's just like, yeah, cool. It's like one yeah, man, it, way to Mars. It really sucks his band is big. <laughs> it's big. Like it really does. The one actor with a big band is Jared Leto. That that is that is a travesty. You you say <laughs> that, but I can't name a single one of their songs. But I know they sell a ton of albums. Oh, so I saw them. There. I'm lucky there. I saw them like ten years ago at um the Verizon uh you know Grand Prairie place. Yeah. And they were incredible live. I will not. I will not lie about that. Like Jared Leto was fantastic as a front man. He like went around the crowd, like running through this arena. Like it was. It was a great show. But it just sucks. Like that. He's. Uh, oh, I did meet Jared Leto one time. I did. I ever tell you about that? No. I didn't meet you just him. Cult for a while. <laughs> I did meet him. I was backstage at at Edge. Was it Edge Fest? It was Edge Fest one year, and. 30 seconds to Mars was like opening the show because they had just come out and fallout boy was headlining the show. So we were there to see fallout what boy a time. And, and hang with fallout boy. And they were just like sugar. were going down and just come out. Panic at the disco was playing like a side stage. It was like a weird time in music. Uh, but yeah, so we're backstage and 30 seconds to Mars gets done playing. And I'm standing back there with Andy from fallout boy and Jared Leto walks off stage and, and, introduces himself to us it's like hey guys thanks for watching i saw you guys you know jamming out you know thanks for support and uh he's like i'm jared <laughs> i was like i'm kent and uh and he's turned to andy he was like i'm jared and andy's like i know who you are like he was so starstruck by jared leto <laughs> and i didn't know who he was at that point like i knew he was in fight club but i i like had seen fight club like once when i was in high school and like didn't really remember him at all you know and uh, it was just very, very funny to see a He's rock star hot, starstruck admit, by that guy's probably pretty hot. He was wearing like an all black trench coat. Like he looked, he looked awesome. I'm not going to yeah. lie. The dude is a total rock star, but he's Specimen. a, he's yeah. a beating. Um, and this, I mean, I'm with you. I prefer him to take Oscar type roles, but I mean, this is what you get with method acting. You know, it's just, <laughs> it can be cringe or it can be awesome. And it's, it's either that, I mean, it's rarely down the middle. I just feel like he was in a, a different movie. Like it was, you got <laughs> yeah. House of Gucci, and then here's like you thought Jared this was Leto a, in this the was Paolo Ryan Gucci Murphy's movie. House of Gucci. Yeah, and then we're gonna just kind of merge <laughs> them together. It's fine. Yeah. 
This was the uh, Sarah Paulson starred one. Yeah, that's <laughs> yeah, on FX. Exactly. That's what he exactly. was exactly. <laughs> yeah, I mean, there. I, I think there's some tonal issues here, um, just movie wise. Overall, I think it, it's for me, it struggled to find a tone. It was kind of back and forth between very serious and sometimes comedic, but not really funny. I don't know. It was just a very odd bit. Yeah, and at the forefront of that was was Jared Leto, just kind of over here doing an impression, like almost an SNL character. And then the rest of the movie's happening around. We'll get. Yeah, I think to 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 your point though, I think he was trying to do an Oscar-y type performance. Yes, he will. He'll probably be nominated for this. I would not be surprised. I I would not be. Would not be shocked. He's getting a lot of blowback though. For he is. I don't know. Yeah, yeah. Because he's not Italian. Well, no. That I mean, that's all for everybody. But no, he's getting a special like. Twitter memed on how oh like a like a like a what's it called Razzie Awards type reaction yeah Mm. yeah and I think people are just and that's not necessarily fair completely to this performance because I think people he's in a lull right now where people are just kind of over him temporarily and he'll circle back and do something good again he's talented guy um but yeah so I think it might be that too but we'll see I mean he's gonna play Adam Newman Okay. Of WeWork oh man that should have been Driver what the heck are they doing there yeah I know just like it. I know, but it's Apple Plus, so I don't think drivers. You know, drivers expensive, he's big time Roku TV guy. <laughs> well, he did. I mean, he does. He did like what the report. He does some smaller. No, no, I know. Stuff. I'm just. I, I mean that they blew. They blew it on that one. I mean, Adam Newman, Adam Adam Driver would have been perfect. They're both named Adam. For God's sake, come on. Would have been too too easy. I liked Adam Driver in this too. I love that guy. Uh, Thought yeah, his accent was was fine. Uh, Lady Gaga, I was telling my wife on the way home, if Lady Gaga wasn't even a singer, she could be a leading lady. Like I think she's that good. She's yeah, she's a very very good actress. It was fun to see her in. I mean, she's fantastic in Stars Born, but you know that's still within kind of a realm of. Of you know she's not playing a superstar in it for most of the movie, but you know still a musical type film. It was fun to see her do something totally different. I still I think of her as a musician first, obviously so do you. But like yeah, she's she's very good. She's she's if you have uh, never heard of her music and you saw this movie, you'd yeah. be like wow, that girl was really. I'm good, interested to you know? see what she does. I mean, this was a really smart second choice. I mean, maybe it didn't work as well as I think some people thought it would in terms of like you know best picture kind of stuff. But um, but it was a really, I think, smart. It shows that she kind of knows what she's doing career-wise because this is a really smart kind of second movie, I thought. But uh, and she's very, very good. I thought she was she was really fun to watch in, in that way. And that see, I, was, I wasn't too bored by I didn't think the script was that great. I don't think it did a lot of service to these performances. And I'm not sure Al Pacino was awake. But, um, <laughs> but I, there's something that I find that will be maybe potentially not probably going to sit through the two and a half hours of this movie ever again, but I think I'll watch yeah. parts of it a lot more times. There's sure. some, there's some parts to it that have a little, a little zip to it that kind of those scenes, you know, where you, and I'll find myself watching it in five years. I think it'll age pretty well just because it's different than a lot of stuff. Um, but yeah, I don't think it's going to be, and I, I really thought this would be, once I saw the trailer, I was like, that's going to be my top five of the year. I don't think it will be, but it's not going to be outside of my top 15 though. I didn't mind it. I mean, I, I didn't mind it. I liked it. I thought it was fun. Yeah. So the movie starts out. Uh, Patrizia meets Maurizio at a, at a bar. She asks him out. Uh, they make out on a boat. She goes to meet uh, the parents. And then she mistakenly 
mistakes a a Gustav Klimt for a Picasso, which I guess in like in high society, that's like, oh, who is this girl? You know, and I think there was a Picasso next to the Klimt too, which even makes it even worse, where she couldn't recognize a Picasso next to the 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 Klimt. But uh, I thought that was a funny little art world joke in the movie. And then she decides, oh my gosh, this guy's worth so much money. I'm I'm getting it all. Like this is my. It seems this is like my life destiny to essentially take over Gucci, right? And become this heiress. And she justifies it through a psychic, which is always a good way to justify. That's not why I keep doing this know, podcast. Choices. Yeah. <laughs> Tried to quit so many times, but I didn't know Madam Cleo was still taking calls, but is she? No. Um, you know, if real heartbreaking, Cleo turned out to be an actress i know shocky Shock oh she wasn't, man she wasn't an actress. Money, my money back then <laughs> sorry mom man there's a big lawsuit coming for ken yeah it's uh it's been a big supporter over the, the best is that she, i don't think she, yeah she was from i'm looking at her now she was from L, L, la so she wasn't even uh you know caribbean or whatever that accent was but i think her <laughs> parents were. well it's just funny that you know if you believe and I'm not here to judge anyone, but you know, if you go to a psychic and they tell you you're destined to be someone great and you fully believe that in your heart, like she does, she fully embraces that in this movie. Like her eyes get wide. She's like, I'm gonna, I, this will be my life. And by any means necessary, she kind of gets there. Uh, I thought that was pretty interesting. Maybe could have used one or two less cutbacks to the psychic, like calling her and checking in okay. and that whole thing. But Miss Cleo's dead, by the way. No longer signing. Ah, I was gonna R. say. I, I, I think R. she R. probably is. Yuri Del Harris. I, when you when well, you guys laid out on me when I asked, Del I thought Harris. She, was, she was gonna be. You were gonna say that she had passed, and that's why you were laying out. But no, I'm sorry. I apologize. She's the second. You were laying out for Del different reasons, and she's and she's passed away. Okay, of all time, Got right, it. Brian? Yeah, second greatest. Yeah, yeah. There's a pretty big distance though between first and second. <laughs> yeah, Del Harris. Pretty, pretty Jossie's gonna laugh so hard at that joke. <laughs> <laughs> no one else. Uh, so yeah, they she embraces the psychic and they and and decides she wants to take over Gucci. Um, then she works at his trucking company, right? Mm-hmm. Temporarily, and they have uh, relations at work. <laughs> they have a lot of relations in this movie. I, I anticipated that, I guess, but. The creativity in which they had relations impressed me, I guess. I don't know if that's true to life a, or anything, but very, there very. was a gentleman in, in my theater, I assume was a gentleman, just by the, the timbre of his voice, uh, who was maybe more excited by those scenes than other people were. Oh, was, boy. Uh, he was, uh, oh, I got oh my gosh, you were right. He was kind of hooting and hollering. Um, it, was, it was uncomfortable. I can't believe yeah. I didn't mention this off the top. So <laughs> my wife and I are in the theater and we're, Sitting next to this, it's a it's a packed theater, sold out. We're sitting next to these two girls, and and I've never experienced this in the theater. Please email us or tweet us if if this is if this has happened to you. But we sat by in a Greer in a movie, so uh-huh. yeah. it was uh, um, Mr. Gucci. We're sentencing you to two months or two two years in jail. Mm. Mm. Yeah. Mm. Yeah. Mm. Any mm. any note of drama in the movie? Any? Mm. any oh, mm. 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 it was like 
incredible. It was like three times a minute it was happening in this movie. And it was, and then at one point, one of the girls left to go to the bathroom and the other girl kept doing it to herself. Like she, I guess she didn't realize that she was doing it, but it reminded me of like being in a prayer circle and just one person's just like, yes, Lord. Yes. Mm, yes. And in the circle, you know, that's what it, that's what it kind of was. And it, it really threw me off. Like they weren't talking, but they were still disturbing me. So I couldn't be like, Hey, stop talking. Cause they could be like, we're not talking. You know, it was a very, very weird thing, but just be quiet people. Mm. Mm. <laughs> and, and she would say stuff like, very and this happened to me with the, ironically a star is born <laughs> very weird this is happened last time this happened was a star is born which is uh, the other lady gaga movie when uh at the towards the end of that when you know bradley cooper's making his decision there's this old couple behind me who were narrating the whole movie and the wife oh, seemed man. to be narrating it to the husband like <laughs> oh, that's his, that's his mean old brother and uh and he goes in the garage he's like <laughs> he's killing himself <laughs> the worst thing to narrate yeah. it was awful. I've had, it's like we know uh, we can see him hanging yeah i uh i've had those i've had it twice and i can't remember what films they were there were some films with some you know surprised kind of humorous twist i don't remember what they were but i have you ever had a <laughs> oh one of those yeah, no. that's awesome <laughs> i uh, wish an uh oh guy like oh boy yeah, it's kind of a it's kind of a breathy. <laughs> oh, 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 oh! Those he's carrying. All oh, those I pre- see where this is going. Yep, yeah. he's carrying all those presents down the <laughs> stairs. He's gonna. Oh boy! You're like, oh no, that's a bad one. The uh oh guys are they're they're out there. There's a lot of tropes. We should do like um, who are those idiots that do the basketball? Dude, perfect. We should mm. do. <laughs> they're not idiots. I just felt like Brian. You're on true. TikTok. We can make a. Make us a TikTok yeah. of all the yeah. people we mm. sit next to in theaters. Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah different. Like, pick up basketball. Grunter. <laughs> we can do all those. <laughs> we can do all those. Loud eater guy. Yes. And then one at the end that people are like, that's never happened. <laughs> yeah. I ordered yeah. a Diet Coke. I wanted to get you progressively more absurdist. Yeah. Just, <laughs> just get real weird by the end of it. The, the knife juggler. <laughs> <laughs> who who hasn't seen one of these guys? Yeah. Like, uh, what? Um, so at this point in the movie, nineteen eighty-seven Indiana Pacers, just the whole row of old guys in Pacers uniforms, Chuck Persons just hanging out. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. At this point in the movie, we get the introduction of the character of Aldo Gucci, which is Al Pacino in the movie. What do you guys think of Pacino here? I liked uh, I liked this Al a lot better than Irishman. Uh, Irishman, yeah. Al, frankly, he was tamed here, was which yeah. was like I said. I'm not sure he was awake, but that may work better for him at this point in his career. Yeah, yeah. I actually really enjoy Jeremy Irons in this. I, yeah, I did too. I haven't I seen him in a lot of stuff recently like or Irons. in recent yeah. years, but I guess when he pops up, he's always really solid. Brings a lot of gravitas to his roles. And uh, you know the house of Gucci needs gravitas, so that was a that was a good one. Um, I thought it was really interesting. One of the one of the more interesting notes that I wish they had expounded on was the counterfeiting. They kind of have one scene. Yeah, they kind of brushed over that, didn't they? But uh, yeah, yeah, I thought that would have been a cool thing of them trying to take down the bootleggers and stuff. Would have been 
it would made for fun cinema, you know? I, yeah. I, I don't know. I think this is, I mean, I've said this before, but this is the issue with, with, uh, with biopics or this kind of based you, on you glaze it over. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, you're, you're talking about 25 years or maybe 30 years. I don't know. 20, easily 20 years of, of history and story that you're trying to compress into a two and a half hour movie. And there's a lot going on. Um, and a lot of shifts and I, you know, I always feel like the way to do that is just to cut down on the number of things you're going to talk about because you're never going to hit it all and you're, you're never going to hit even half of it. So like, just, that's why I think that Steve Jobs biopic is so underrated because it was just so smart to say, Hey, we're just basing this on three keynotes. We're only going to talk about these three periods of life and what's happening in, in, in those periods and stuff. And that's something that could have been done a lot better, I think in this. Have you watched that Jobs movie lately? I mean, I've seen him once or twice since. Okay. Uh, since I have. I, I have. Yeah. I have. It, like it holds up. Moment. It holds up really well. Yeah. It's still. I still think as much as I love Fassbender, that's that's still the toughest sell is him as Jobs, just because I was so familiar with Steve. I just don't see him as Steve. Mm. Uh, but it's a. I think it's a wonderful movie, and I think Kate Winslet is so awesome. underrated in that movie. She's the best. Uh, and. Yeah, yeah okay, I agree. But imagine if she was a basketball player, though, Brian. <laughs> if she like played a little like she comes back, know, she, she coaches, she co- and she yeah. did the three piece. Mm-hmm. <laughs> when they make the piece, where they make all their threes, I don't understand. They're better uh, when they do that. The mm-hmm. reference. Mm-hmm. It's a good. It's a. It's a, for a small audience, but we'll mm-hmm. explain later, Kent. Okay. It's it's just a dunking let's on say Bill it's, Simmons. Just assume just, we're dunking on Bill Simmons. Yeah, it's a Fleetwood Mac adjacent take. Okay, gotcha, gotcha. <laughs> well. I, yeah, I I enjoyed Pacino in this, so it was uh, it was fun to see that. And then they decided, you know, they, they got to write Paolo Gucci out of the out of the company, so they invite him into the into the family and say, "You're going to start a brand," and then immediately sue him for copyright infringement, which was pretty pretty uh, pretty ruthless. And uh, those fashion house things. I mean, that's why I'm interested in it. It's, it's such an interesting kind of business model and family world. And then obviously they all have been consolidated up to here. Knows, but it's a very complex and interesting business for sure. Uh, well, yeah. The inheritance that they forged the signature on, I thought was, was really interesting as well. And let's get to the end here, which is the main kind of sequence of the movie or the main point of the movie where Patrizia, decides oh my husband doesn't love me anymore and he's found another woman but i still want to control gucci in the end right this is still my dream so let's just let's just let's just kill him let's just get rid of him and so she calls up her psychic friend who has other friends and those are the hitmen now they that was a that was a comment in uh yeah we know yeah (laughs) Uh, should they hire the hitman and, and then they do the Apple thing? Um, what are our thoughts on the end? I wish this, like I said, this is when this is the moment for me where it got good. I'm like, oh, oh man, I didn't, I didn't know there was murder for hire involved in this movie at all. And I'm, I love a murder for hire thing, but yeah, I wish they had gotten to that. Whoa, whoa, whoa. I wish they had gotten to that like a, you know, hour, hour 15 in. And then the last hour is that. And then I would have loved a, a, you know, more extension on the trial, maybe and that kind of stuff. But um, yeah, that's where the movie really starts to pick itself up and then it's over. So. Yeah. I mean, I knew that stuff was coming, I guess. So I was, I was sort of, 
you're right, Kent, in that it had taken so long to get to that point. I was kind of, I was kind of done. Um, I could have used, I mean, I, I definitely would have, I probably would have spent a little more time there as opposed to other places. But once we got to that point, I was, I was, I was ready to check out. I, I thought, I thought Lady Gaga was really good in the first half. And then, and this is truly is, I think partly the writing and the way that the, the movie is moving and stuff. It's becoming more and more Adam Driver's movie and her character just kind of becomes unbearable down yeah. the stretch. And so, well, I mean, she's such a hateable person too. Yeah, she? exactly. Exactly. Um, but like the scene where she confronts him at his apartment is like, was pretty, pretty grating. That was, that was pretty tough. Uh, she, that, again, she dressed up like, um, it's the whole thing. But. Like when she dressed up like a, like a guy at the award show that one time and for mm. when she met with a hitman, <laughs> I hadn't seen that Gaga look in, uh, in quite a while. The, the many personas of, of the lady Gaga are always fun to, uh, fun to see. I like the snow bunny outfit. That was my favorite fashion of the movie was Gaga's yeah. snow bunny, uh, swag. Awesome yeah. fashion in this, by the way. Yeah. Good fashion. They got Loved that part it. right. I mean, th- there's a lot of things in this that are done right. Yeah. And, and you know, if, if you're like, this is a top 10 movie of the year, I totally get it. It just didn't, it didn't hit that way for me, but there's a lot of things that I'm like, yeah, there's, there's clear attention to detail. There's a real desire to tell the story well. And, uh, the performances are great and all these sorts of things. It's just, I'm not sure I care about this story and the movie didn't really do much to make me care. If that makes sense. Yeah. Yeah. I guess that makes sense. Okay, guys, the time has come. I want to play my wife's, um honest thoughts on house of gucci and i won't tell you whether she liked it or didn't like it but we'll play the audio here for the listener Mm, i wish they would have i guess they i don't know you don't know well i had a lot of reasons but i can't remember now music was bad I wish they would have focused more on the end of the story with Tom Ford coming in because he really turned the house Gucci around. Do you wish it would have been longer with more Tom Ford, or do you wish cut some of that love story out of it? Cut some of the Gaga stuff love story. I mean, the Gaga driver love story. Yeah, I mean, it just seemed a little long with that. So cut, cut some of the relationship stuff and add. I don't know. I wanted it to be more fashion. More about like why they need certain yeah. fashion choices, yeah, and less like family drama, yeah. More about like the history of Gucci, I guess. And the music was just cheesy. Some of the lines were cheesy, but the writing was cheesy. Yeah, and so. Jared Leto sounded like Christopher Walken. I don't know. I just felt like it was cheesy. So, the main thing was Tom Ford, the music. Yeah. And Jared Leto. Yeah. By the way, um, for the listener here, she I stopped recording and she started talking about it again later. So I started recording again. So that's why. The, by the way, I had the phone in my pocket. So I apologize for the uh, the audio there. But here we go. Like it kind of glazed over that. And they were like, like, she didn't know who he was. They didn't talk about where he got his money from, except that his father was an actor. Like. It all wrapped up so quick at the end. Whenever it was all the interesting stuff was at the end. From where, like, when yeah, it got the interesting, trial, it, it was like, over, basically. Yeah, the trial, they could have done that. Gaga as a man. Yeah, they didn't show the trial. I didn't think about that. Um, 
Is she, so 29 years, what year was that? She's the gun about to give out, isn't she? She is out. She is out? Yeah, they won't see the movie. None of the Gucci family. So yeah, that was her last note. You know, she walks around with a, with a parrot every time anyone's seen her since she got a joke. Does? Yeah, she's got it. She's got a parrot on her shoulder at all times. They call her the bird lady. So it's pretty rad. <laughs> yeah, I could use 30 minutes on they that. They should have had Tom Ford. Sure. Tom Ford should have directed this. That would have been cool. So my <laughs> wife was dis- really disappointed by this. Was really looking forward to it and was convinced uh, that it was going to be her number one of the year. And it was not. And I think it was because she knew the story. And, you know, I had a complete suspension of you know, away from the the, sub, the subject matter or the source material. So it was all fresh and new for me, but I can see how somebody that knows the story would be disappointed by it. And another point she made that we didn't bring up and I'm surprised you guys didn't bring up was the needle drops. She didn't like them. Yeah. I thought they were fine. I, I hated them. Okay. I'm with Zoe on that. I, I thought it was so overdone and cheesy. on the. I prefer drops. a score. Yeah. I prefer a score always. I mean, I'm fine with needle drops. Like, that's whatever. I mean, it, if this was an A-plus movie, that would not be a major thing for me by any means. But, like, and it's not a major thing here. It's just, after about the third or fourth one, I was like, oh, okay. Like, we're we're not really picking, uh, we're not going, like, B-sides here. Like, this is really kind of on the nose with a lot. I was very much expecting something. It was weird. It was all Gucci Mane. <laughs> yeah. The only song I've I really enjoyed, like, a lot of them just kind of passed me by. I don't even really remember a lot of them. The one that I did like was Blue Monday by New Order and during the fashion show. I think that's a great fashion show song. Great song. And uh, you don't hear it a lot in movies or trailers or whatever. I want to look at the uh, the soundtrack because I actually have forgotten um, what what most of them are. It's uh, loading on Spotify. Sorry, guys. Oh, there's a lot of vamp. There's a lot. We got Donna Summer, I Want Your Love, uh, from Chic. A lot of a lot of Donna Summer. In the uh, Tainted Love by Soft Cell, Red Red Wine, uh, Easy Lover, Phil Collins, All Night Long, Lionel Richie. Yeah, there's some pretty bad ones. Oh, I didn't hear Zombie by the Cranberries. I did not hear that in the movie, but it's on the uh, it's on this playlist. So it might have been in there somewhere. But um. But yeah, I would say I was pretty fair weather on it and um, didn't affect if I liked or disliked the movie, because I think at the end of the day, I like this for for what it is as a whole and not for any individual parts. So I think I think that leads us to grades. You guys got any any other thoughts we haven't gotten to? No, that's it for me. Yeah, no, let's get to it. Yeah, Spread I her, uh, out. I anticipate, you know, I wanted this one to be top 10 but it's more like on my list right now i think where i put it i was like top 25 maybe yeah. something like that uh i'll give this like a b plus i wish it was an a i wish it was an a plus but it's just not um i think it was a fine kind of biopic uh, not as cringe inducing biopic as we've seen in recent years with you know bohemian rhapsody and things like that but still still could have been better and should have been better given the uh Given the director involved and the and the cast, but I'll give it a B plus. What about you, Rich? Exact same grade, B plus for me, bright guy. Uh, I'm just gonna go with straight B. It's it's fine. Yeah, 
I mean, there really are like if Adam Driver gets nominated for Best Actor, I'm in. Like that's cool. And there's there's some really solid supporting actor performances here too. There's there's a lot that's fine. That's 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 good or better with this. There's just a, a lot also that is fine or fine minus. I don't know. It just didn't feel like a super inspired effort. The last and the tonal stuff is a real issue for me. Like it, there's again, it's not just Leto. He was the most obvious one to me, but like. There are places where it's just like I felt like I was like I was asking myself, am I supposed to laugh right now? I don't really know what's what I'm doing here. Like this is a little it's a little tonally inconsistent and confusing to me. Yeah. Yeah, I can see that. So I guess that's the house of Gucci. By the way, this writer hadn't written anything since seven years in Tibet, nineteen ninety seven. Yeah, I saw that too. It's crazy. And she like, wrote an abandoned salt sequel. Because that was that we needed that Angelina Jolie's salt <laughs> called Man, garlic salt. I about that movie. Uh, let's get into weekly recommends here, guys. Weekly recommends. Uh, I'm going to recommend an obvious one because it's a big weekend for me. Beatles get get back, um, and I want to tease. We're going to be doing an episode on it here in the next couple weeks. So with awesome. a special guest, if you're a DFW Mam fan, Ringo. You might know the special. Okay. Well, he'd probably do it. Uh, uh, we're going to get a special guest to to talk about that. Chris Arnold. Dive into it. So it's it should Chris be fun. Arnold. Not Chris Arnold. Sorry to disappoint you, Brian. Dang it! Oh, your okay. your radio he to be part of this. Show. He got you. Kelly, I already got you into this biz. When are we getting Kelly Raspberry on? <laughs> is my question. I would love to. I, I know Kelly. Yeah. From back I was in the day. Really close to booking. Uh, <laughs> Never mind. Go ahead. I'm going to move on. <laughs> oh, man. I can't wait to hear that one later. <laughs> Sign up for madaboutmovies.com slash VIP to get that joke from Brian. Yeah. Yeah. That's for the VIPs. We'll put it in the Discord. So they, my mom is uh, currently watching this as we're recording. She texted me just now. That's all she said was they smoked cigarettes a lot. <laughs> that's her only, her only thoughts on it. So. <laughs> I love that. These, uh, <laughs> I love our parents that like had these delusions of like. Yeah. Well, it was, it was 1969. Such a simple, yeah, yeah, it was I mean, such a simpler time. You know, it's just not right. all the crazies. Like, yeah. no, they're all riddled yeah. on coke. Half, and these, six. half these songs are about drugs, y'all. Like, this is this is. Yes. Yeah. They're about LSD. I think it's safe yeah. to say. Um, but I'm I'm just so impressed by this. I was uh, I watched the whole thing and. I guess each day that they came out, I like woke up and knocked it out at like 8 a.m. to, you know, 10 a.m. kind of a thing as I'm answering emails and just completely blown away at the scale of this production. Like you just don't realize how much 150 hours of footage is until you see something like this and all the cutaway shots, every little detail, every choice they made, they had to slave over for this thing. Peter Jackson, I watched it. He was on Colbert and Colbert yeah, is like really good friends with him. You know, huge Lord of the Rings guy. And I don't know if it was on that interview or another one where he said, basically he worked on this nonstop for four years straight. Wow. <laughs> and they had 150 hours of stuff, which was 60 hours of video. And then the rest was audio that they could supplement with pictures or whatever else. And so like what well, our first job is like let's cut the the 100 hours down to something and so they 
they did, which is what you do when you shoot a documentary, you shoot a ton of stuff and then you find stuff to keep, you know, it's like, okay, this quote from this person was good. This shot is good. And then you, you kind of assemble it all into like a, a giant bucket of stuff. And then you assemble it like a, like a jigsaw puzzle, you know, till it, till it makes narrative sense. And so like their first cut of just, just getting rid of the stuff that they didn't want was 18 hours long. <laughs> like just the stuff that they thought was good was 18 hours. And um, they were like, at that point, they knew it was going to be a real, a real chore to get this thing down to two, two and a half hours, which was the original agreement with the Beatles was to do a two and a half hour theatrical feature. And obviously due to COVID and things like that, plans changed around. Peter Jackson went to the Beatles and said, hey, I've got this six hour cut. Here it is. Let me know what you think. And and they were for it. And I'm very thankful they were. The fact that we got more footage than we were originally um, supposed to get. We got four more hours of, of Beatles stuff in the studio, which is great. I love the Let It Be album. It's my favorite Beatles record. So to see this come, to, come together. Yeah, it is. Um, I love late stage Beatles. I mean, yeah, everyone too, thinks I like Sgt. Peppers or, or even, you know, Ed Sullivan era Beatles are the best. Yeah. But like my favorite are the last two records. I just think they were mm-hmm. at their musical peak. Uh, well, you're a big Phil Spector guy. Yes, exactly. Yeah. <laughs> Post murder. No. Yeah, no. Not <laughs> right, as a musician. Right. I know I wouldn't be clear. Yeah. Not as a musician. You you historically have said the wall of sound is trash. Yeah. I, you, think I don't your, like the wall yeah. of sound. I just like mm-hmm. his decisions. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Big big and, on his hair. And his wigs, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I will say, even for me, like somebody who has a the Beatles tattooed on them, this was like a lot, you know. I mean, it's even I would have cut this thing down, um, but it is. <laughs> it was weird. Awesome. Smog, isn't it, for an hour? But <laughs> yeah, I mean, it's it's dramatic. It's it's can't wait, man. Incredible to see these guys write an album of some of the all time great songs in music history. Where there's a moment where Paul is writing "Let It Be" and Ringo is just like talking to one of the tech guys, you know, like not even noticing this all timer being written in the background, you know, <laughs> Paul's just sitting there on the piano, like kind of put piecing it together. But, um, I mean the songwriting and stuff, we'll get into it on the episode. It's just, nice. it's just mind blowing. And it's okay, worth, well, it's worth tomorrow. the investment. If you nice. are into music and I assume this will create a huge wave of interest in the Beatles for a new generation. Always. Um, yeah. It was like anthology yeah. did in the nineties, right? right? There's something right. every 10 years. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. Beatles number ones or whatever it was. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I remember. Yeah. Remember they did the mono recordings in the 2000s. Yeah. I remember being young. I was young and, and, uh, next door neighbor, I was probably eight and there was a girl next door. It was a friend of mine and she was, she was probably seven and she had a, like a 15 year old sister when Beatles anthology came out. This is like 1995 or 94 or whatever that was. And, uh, and I we hung out over at their house a lot. My mom went to pick me up, and the the teenager had like a full Beatlemania. She had like a cardboard yeah. cutout of Paul McCartney <laughs> and stuff. And I was like, that's super weird because he's like fifty, you know. Right. Uh, but it's funny how it's just that mm-hmm. every new generation kind of re- rediscovers it in their own. Yeah. And My little sister think, is 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 almost ten years younger than me, and she really yeah. got into him. Like, so, yeah, yeah, we all do. So uh, yeah, that's 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 cool, man. Yeah, I, I didn't think I've I've been, tr- I've been on the road and I I didn't think uh, the iPad even with the good headphones was the way to watch this. So I've been saving it. So tomorrow I start it. Nice. So I'm I'm excited. Nice. I'm about an hour into the first episode. Uh, cool. 
Yeah, it splits it up pretty good. It splits it into days. Uh, so anytime you see like a calendar is a good stop yeah. point in the documentary. Cause they kind of use a calendar to transition yeah. between days. So yeah, you can split it up and, and it's good that it's on demand for everybody. You don't have to sit in a theater for six hours or whatever it is to. And I think thing. it's, I, you know, we, we talked about this briefly, Kent, that you said like Steve jobs would roll over in his grave. That's on an apple. Such a beautiful. I, guy, I but... truly believe that. I mean, the first song he played oh, on yeah. an iPhone was a, was a Beatles song. No, I'm with you. They're called Apple. I, I mean, I, I love that it's on Disney Plus, though. For what we were talking about just a minute ago, oh, with yeah. the younger, so many young, so much people more, have that more app. people will see it. Yes, yeah, and uh, and and uh, we'll we'll be curious about it. So that's you know, for you know, if it was on Apple Plus, it would it'd be just like Greyhound or something. You know, it'd be a bunch of old dudes and us going. That was pretty rad. But yeah, I you're think right. It'll be much more of a monoculture event being on Disney Plus, which is cool. That's that's totally true. If it was on Apple, it would just appeal to Beatles fans. Mm-hmm. But with Disney, you're bringing in a whole new generation of yep. people who have heard of them and want to want to know more. But um, that's a great point. All right, what's your recommend, Richard? Yeah, um, mine is uh, kind of adjacent to that in a bit, in a way. Uh, Bob Spitz, who's a music journalist who wrote uh, the great like 950 page Beatle uh, documentary. Uh, pardon me, book biography, uh, probably about 15 years ago. Um, so when you see on a lot of people's shelves, I've got mine right here. I'm looking at it. I read that. That's what got, I mean, I was always into the Beatles musically, but I decided when I was like 19 or 20 that I'd, I'd really learn the story and read it and it's great. And uh, anyway, he has a new one out, um, about, uh, Led Zeppelin. Oh, it's kind awesome. of a definitive biography of, of the Zepp, uh, Bob Spitz. And he was, he's an interesting guy because he's this, he's written biographies on the Beatles, on Zeppelin, on Dylan, which is like impossible because all Bob Dylan does is lie. And of of course the natural one, uh, Julia Childs. He's written all these things, but he was he was Bruce Springsteen's first manager, and so he really understands uh, the rock and roll world, um, both as a biographer, but also as someone that's in it. You know, as a as a music manager and all that. So uh, he's a real interesting guy. And the and I I did I read the another Zeppelin book years ago. Same around the same time I read the Beatles it's book. Um, it's a uh, Giants Walk the Earth. Giants Walk the Earth. Yeah, I was going to say yeah, monsters, which is. Which is good. I mean, it's a, you know, obviously it's part of the story, but, but that, you know, that one really goes deep on the Alistair Crowley stuff yeah. to a point mm-hmm. where you're just like, yeah. I, I just don't care about, about this occultist from the 1930s yeah. or whatever anymore. Just, after side I, note, seriously, don't read that book. Like, not, yeah. not you guys. I mean, to the listener, I love Led Zeppelin. Yeah. And it's, it's one of those where you're like, actually, I want to know less about yeah. Led Zeppelin. It's like, a little, it's such a weird, yeah. weirdly presented book. Yes. So, absolutely. So, this one's a lot, uh, more narratively put together. You know, the thing, the thing about the Beatles one that's wild is I remember, you know, it is so new. I mean, it's so detailed that, you know, it's page. I remember I used to know the exact page, but like on page 149. John meets Paul, you know, <laughs> and so it's that it's going deep into their grandparents and their parents and, and tells the story, and, and, but it's all great. Oh, it's so interesting. And then you get to Beatlemania, which is what you're looking forward to the whole beginning of the book. And then it's like kind of boring because it becomes very like they went here and everyone freaked out. They went here and everyone freaked out, <laughs> you know, and, but it's kind of cool because it gives you that. That was kind of boring to them, too. I mean, it wasn't a very exciting time to be a Beatle because it was just mayhem. Uh, and they had to find art within that. Uh, the the Zeppelin book doesn't really have that. It's it's a really kind of a cool story of that band and kind of has a great epilogue and all of that as well. So anyway, that's if we're going to stay on rock and roll, 
Uh, I believe it's just called Led Zeppelin by Bob Stitt. Bob Spitz, S-P-I-T-Z. Uh, so yeah, that's it. Did not know this book existed. I'm going to pick it up ASAP. Zeppelin's my favorite band uh, ever. Uh, they're my Desert Island band. So mm. that's what I consider my favorite band uh, is the Desert Island band. If you take one band's discography on a Desert Island and have mm. to listen to it forever, it would be Led Zeppelin for me. So Yours is Jamiroquai, right, Brian? Mm-hmm. Jamiroquai. Yeah. Or Jimmy Buffett. <laughs> One or the other. You all yeah, have real good for, vibes on a desert yeah, island. Yeah, I was gonna say it's app for an island. That's actually maybe yeah. the best answer. You can just yeah. make yourself a little margarita, mm-hmm. kick yep. back, and wait and to die. Yeah, just die on the beach. Yeah. Yep. Waste it away again. <laughs> oh my gosh! What uh, you recommend, Brian? Uh, I'm gonna recommend another movie I saw this week. Actually, same day that I liked uh, quite a bit better than House of Gucci. I'm going to be very basic, and especially if you have kids, Encanto is oh, fantastic. Yeah. Cool, loved good. it. I loved it so much. Lindsay, Lindsay loved it. Cooper loved it. Um, we took him to see it, and then we like went and dropped him off at the house with my mother in law, and went back to see House of Gucci. But um, it's really, it's really fun. It's very um, has a lot of Moana to it. And you guys yeah. know I love Moana, um, and also some of that sort of kind of classic Disney magic kind of stuff with the animated movie. So it was, it was a blast. And the songs are really good, obviously, with uh, Lin Manuel Miranda and. Uh, yeah, all of it's really, really, really entertaining, really good, very vibrant on screen, and uh, good time, good time, cool. especially if you got the kids. So, I yeah. I, I want to see that one, that but I'm good. not sure I can make the time with all the uh, other movies sure. to go it's to uh, go out to a theater and see it. If it's on yeah, Disney it's Plus, it's gonna be I'd on Disney Plus in like forty days. Oh, okay, so, maybe I'll get it in. I think it, I actually maybe even less. I think it's on Disney Plus before the end of the year. Maybe like mid December or something like that. Yeah, uh, something like that. Yeah. Okay. Well, there they are. There are the recommends. That was the House of Gucci. Hope you enjoyed. And stay tuned for that VIP episode. Mattaboutmoviespodcast.com slash VIP. By the way, we got some special gifts coming for our VIPs for Christmas. So if you're a VIP already, then uh, anticipate that. It's a yearly tradition, and we're continuing it. So look forward to that. And uh, until next time, we'll see you at the cinema. Bye-bye. Hey, baby, I hear the blues are calling, tossed salads and scrambled eggs. And maybe I seem a bit confused. Yeah, maybe, but I got you pegged. <laughs> but I don't know what to do with those tossed salads and scrambled eggs. They're calling again. Scrambled eggs all over my face. They're making me ya Silence is They're calling again. <laughs> <laughs>